Hello everyone, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today I've decided that we are going to share poems that are both children-friendly and interpretationally open. So the first one I want to share is The Promise by Jane Harishfield. Stay, I said, to the cut flowers. They bowed their heads lower. Stay, I said, to the spider who fled. Stay, leaf, it reddened, embarrassed for me and itself. Stay, I said to my body, it sat as a dog does, obedient for a moment, soon starting to tremble. Stay to the earth of the ravine, valley, meadows, of fossiled escapements, of limestone and sandstone, it looked back. With the changing expression in silence, stay, I said to my loves, each answered, always. The next one is Gathering Leaves by Robert Frost. Spades take up leaves no better than spoons, and bags full of leaves are light as balloons. I make a great noise of rustling all day like rabbit and deer running away. But the mountains I rise elude my embrace, flowing over my arms and into my face. I may load and unload again and again till I fill the whole shed. And what have I then? Next to nothing for weight, and since they grew duller from contact with the earth, next to nothing for color, next to nothing for use, but crop is a crop, and who's to say where the harvest shall stop? This next one is titled, Our Grandma Kissed a Pumpkin. By Darren Sardelli. Our grandma kissed a pumpkin on a Friday afternoon. She also kissed a crayon and a giant red balloon. I saw her kiss a chipmunk, eating cookies with a queen. She kissed us in those costumes at our house on Halloween. The next one I want to share is a black a blank white page by Francisco X Alicorn Alicorn sorry not sure how to pronounce that in a meadow after a snowfall that a poem hopes to cross This next one is The Great Horned Owl by Sally Wolf. This was one of my favorite poems as a teenager. Um, And it's really fun to get to share it with its intended audience of uh, children in mind. The Great Horned Owl by Sally Wolf. An owl once perched in my tree at night when most birds cannot see. But when the sun rose, he was found by some crows, and their cause caused the owl to flee. So I love this poem because um, 
if you think about it in terms of the owl being hope or being um, a sense of understanding or even peace, uh, it's a very great poem that embodies uh, so many different emotions. This next one is A Room with a View by Stephen Swinburne. I live in a room by the sea, where the view is great and the food is free. Some of the tenants come and go, some I eat if they're too slow. One end of me is firmly locked, the other end is gently rocks. I live in a room by the sea, and it's perfect for an anemone. <laughs> I always uh, think of... Um, I always think of... Finding Nemo when I read that poem. This next one is The Dentist and the Crocodile by Roald Dahl. It is a longer poem comparatively, but I think that Roald Dahl is one of those poets that all children need to be exposed to because of the whimsy in his work and because of the storytelling he has. And so many of his works are actually quite literally classics these days. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, the BFG, all these other wonderful things. And I think that this poem kind of introduces you to what his work can be. The crocodile, with the cunning smile, sat in the dentist's chair. He said, right here and everywhere my teeth require repair. The dentist's face was turning white. He quivered, quirked, and shook. He muttered, I suppose I'm going to have to take a look. I want you, the crocodile declared, to do the back ones first. The molars at the very back are the easily the worst. He opened wide his massive jaws. It was a fearsome sight. At least three hundred pointed teeth, all sharp and still shining white. The dentist kept himself well clear, stood two yards away. He chose the longest probe he had to search out the decay. I said the back ones first. The crocodile roared out. You must, you're much too far away, dear sir, to see what you're about. To do the back ones properly, you've got to put your head deep down inside this great big mouth, the grinning crocky said. The poor old dentist wrung his hands, and weeping in despair, he cried, No, no, I see them all extremely well from here. Just then, in burst a lady, her hands a golden chain. She cried, Oh, croc, you naughty boy, you're playing tricks again. Watch out, the dentist shrieked and started climbing up the wall. He's after me, he's after you, he's going to eat us all. Don't be a twit, the lady said and flashed a gorgeous smile. He's harmless, he's my little pet, my lovely crocodile. <clears throat> and he always um, turns the poems on their head and they're never ever what you expect. And same with the stories. This next one is The First Saturday in June by Eileen Spinelli. Fifty-nine days to go. I can't find my purple beach towel. I can't even get to my closet without walking across a sea of dirty socks. Mom pokes her head into my doorway, says, Time to clean your room, Sophie, and I have to admit, she's right. 
And it's not that cleaning my room is the worst thing to do. It's just there are so many other better things to do, like painting my toenails a strawberry pink, eating a huge stack of Uncle Joe's pancakes, dreaming of riding the Ferris wheel, thinking up a story to tell around the campfire on scary story night, painting the shells, riding the waves, all the fun, wonderful, sandy, sunny things we do in the summer house time. I'm going to pause here to talk about today's sponsor, and then I'll return with more poetry, both kid-friendly and poetry that can be adapted. Alrighty, this next poem is titled Ode to Teachers by Pat Mora. I remember the first day, how I looked down hoping you wouldn't see me, and when I glanced up I saw your smile shining like a soft light from deep inside of you. I'm listening, you encouraged us. Come on, join our conversation. Let us hear your neon certainties. Thorny doubts, tangled angers, but for weeks I hid inside. I read and reread your notes praising my writing. And you whispered, we need you and your stories and your questions that like a fresh path will take us to new vistas. Slowly, your faith grew into my courage, and for you, instead of handing you a note or an apple or flowers, I raised my hand. I carry your smile and faith inside of me like I carry my dog's face. My sisters laugh. Creamy melodies, the softness of sunrise, steady blessings of stars, autumn smell of gingerbread, and the security of a sweater on a chilly day. The next and final poem for today is Porcupines by Mary Singer. And it's a very short poem, but it's a very fun poem. Hugging you takes some practice, so I guess I'll start out with the cactus. Um, I think that that's a really fun one because there are so many different ways to learn a person and to get close to them, and most of them take time. Um, I really appreciate each of these poems because there are numerous ways to look at each one of them, and they all do more than just put a smile on your face. They all do more than just teach you to go about your day. Um, and each one showcases a very different skill that I think all children can utilize in their writing, in their learning, and in their environments. Um, whether that's a rhyme or being clever or knowing um, about perspective, which is something we talk about a lot on the podcast. But um, all in all, I think that today's episode was just an extra dose of fun, and I hope that it was a family-friendly episode that you can share with your loved ones. Um, and as always, I thank you for joining me here on Learning to Fly, the podcast. I'll see you again tomorrow.